listening listeners, this is San Jose, the podcast where we discuss hauntings, urban legends, and everything spooky-ooky in San Jose. This is your co-host, Carmen Sanchez. And I'm Manuel Avalos. And today, what are we talking about, Carmen? We've got a doozy for you guys this week. We are discussing Brookdale Lodge. Brookdale Lodge is located southwest of San Jose and just before Scotts Valley and the Santa Cruz area at 11570 Highway 9 in Brookdale, California, 95007. So, if you wanted to make a reservation before we get into the creepiness of this lodge, uh, then here's some other information that might stop you from booking. So, it costs $269 uh, per night to stay at this place. Granted, they are newly renovated and the rooms look really nice, but it's also in California, so the price is going to be that high. Um, Also, it's known as a haunted place, so that probably adds to the value. like as in like some sort of ghost tax maybe. Okay, so the $269 was the price for the weekend. Um, And the best uh, price to book your room if you wanted to stay is maybe a month or two out. But during the week, the price does go down like by half. Um, So for the average weeknight uh, stay, it's about $140 per night. And amenities include free Wi-Fi, free parking, and a lobby bar oh and surveillance footage it like highlighted that aspect on the website and i thought that was super weird i was like why do you have surveillance footage and where is it specifically like i understand the parking lot and i understand hallways but just like creepily hanging out in the lobby i don't know never mind still weird do you ever find that it's weird to have like footage elevator footage a little bit, but at the same time, I sometimes kind of get it. I don't know. I guess it also depends on where it is. Yeah. That's true. Well, the Brookdale Lodge was originally built in 1890, but put a big asterisk next to that because I haven't been able to find a single source that definitively like, says when it was built. I have some conflicting sources with like soft language that basically says it was built but sometimes not exactly. And then there's, I think, one or two that I did find that said it, but then they conflict. But as early as 1890, it was possibly built uh, by California Superior Court Judge James Harvey Logan at what used to be called Grover Lumber Mill. I also found, I just, I found a bunch of dates for when it was possibly started. And if it was like, I feel like this should be easier or more well-documented, I don't know. But, um... It sits right between the Felton and Boulder Creek cemeteries, which is kind of creepy. Um, I mean, that already adds to the spooky factor. What? And then, That's so weird. Yeah. It's like, here, yeah. let's, this is the perfect spot for a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the San Lorenzo River that runs right by it, which feeds Clear Creek. And then there's actually a brook that runs through what is called the Brook Room which is like the main restaurant of the Brookdale Lodge. According to Yelp, the Brook Room is closed, but according to their Instagram, they do have a beer garden and bar area and even some live music events. So it looks like you can still go during COVID and 
maybe get some drinks and I think even food. So beer garden. <laughs> Love me a good IPA. Well, I think it's time for the legend. Apparently, this place is full of ghosts. Here's a quote. When psychic Sylvia Brown came through here, she recognized more than 60 spirits that were here and essentially trapped in this area. Um, that's a quote directly from Brookdale Lodge Guest Services host, Josh Volden. He also goes on to state, there have been multiple people that have seen her, her Sarah's apparition. One of the best ones that I heard was from a lady that did catering here in the 1990s. She had brought her young son to the, uh, in the Brook room and he was running around and thought that he made a new friend. After hugging his new friend, he let go of the hug and the little girl was gone. To this day, he will not come back here because it was such a profound experience for him. From ABC7 News. Um, another quote, uh, this is also from the same ABC7 News article. There are a lot of places all over the world that are supposedly haunted, right? Brookdale Lodge proprietor Pravin Patel said, But this place here, I think it's real. We get quite a few guests that know the history of it. There's a couple of rooms that are famous for being haunted. People want to experience something. They want to experience that past and some just want to see if it's real or not. I don't think that we've had a guest that has stayed in one of those haunted rooms and that were disappointed. The staff, the staff don't always tell guests that they're staying in haunted rooms, but they still hear the stories of guests complaining of weird noises from above and having their clothing moved around the room. However, the stories in the pool area have more profound effects. I hear noises. General Manager Ash Vaishnav said, I hear knocking on the windows. I hear people talking and walking with heavy footsteps. It's quite a lot. The pool room has generated more negative energies. We have so many guests that come on a tour of that particular area and they would feel uncomfortable and feel a heavy energy there. Whoa. Well, in addition to just everything creepy that you just mentioned, Carmen, there are so many different accidents and deaths associated with the Brookdale Lodge. More specifically, there's an odd number of drownings and near drownings in and near the lodge, and so I got a couple here for you. First, in 1907, a 9-year-old girl almost drowned here, but she was saved by a 17-year-old named Spencer Brush. Also in 1907, someone named Mr. Osborne apparently tried drowning himself in the water trough at the lodge, but he was pulled out by someone named Mrs. Mattern. I wasn't able to find first names for these people, I'm not sure who these are, uh, maybe that's just how it was recorded, but um, that is something I found. And then, in July 1910, a maid at the lodge from, Bro from Berkeley was swimming in the creek when she tried swimming into the deep section and almost drowned, saved by a nearby guest. A year later, in July 1911, two high school girls from Alameda County suddenly started floating to the deep end of the creek and started drowning but they were saved by William High of Oakland. Another year later, in 1912, three women from Oakland named Mrs. Cripps, Miss Hockett, and Miss McDonald drowned in a local swimming hole. 
first the two girls began to drown as they went into the deep end, and then Mrs. Cripps went in after them, but she couldn't swim either. Her two children saw it happen, sadly, and survived, as, um, but they survived because they were on the river's edge. Next, in June 1945, a 19-year-old Paul Kaufman almost drowned at the lodge after suffering a cramp, but thankfully he was saved by the chef, James McLaughlin. And more recently, in 1972, a 13-year-old girl drowned in the swimming pool, which ultimately led to it being closed. Although, I did find one article that, um, because this, this is a really common story that I found a couple different times, and we'll talk about this again, I think, a little later, but I did find one article that uh, thought that this tale was dubious because apparently the pool was not in use at this time, um, making it unlikely. So, I don't know, this is the only article that uh, casted any doubt on that tale. But I just thought I'd put that out there. There are also a lot of non-water-related deaths associated with the Brookdale Lodge. So, for example, we have Catherine Logan, who was um, J.H. Logan's wife, uh, you know, the guy that built Brookdale Lodge. She died in 1909 from Bright's disease, which according to the Encyclopedia Britannica is a kidney disease that frequently is accompanied by heart disease. We also have the case of Edward Hewitt, who died in December of 1934 after suffering a broken neck and crushed chest in a car accident on a road just next to the lodge. Yeah. And then I found... A, I, a lot of these I found from a website called MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Um, <laughs> so if you're curious, yeah, I don't know why, but they were reporting on the Brookdale Lodge, and I just found it really interesting. So if you want to read some of these yourself, you can go ahead and go there. This next one comes from there, actually. And they write, quote, One death that was confirmed by newspaper reports of the time is the suicide death in 1947 of a 37-year-old Brookdale, Brookdale waitress Hazel Tomlinson, who shot herself. This was not her first attempt at suicide, since newspaper clippings found in her possession describe how in 1937 she jumped into the San Francisco Bay. Yeah. And then, in June of 1954, Frank Danner, a 68-year-old electrician, dropped dead from a heart attack while working at the Brookdale Lodge. So, was that, okay, were those unrelated events, or was he doing wiring, working on wiring, and, like, electrocuted himself? Uh, that's all the information I could find, but I, I don't know, I need a doctor. Any doctors out there, is there any possible correlation? <laughs> Please let us know. Which is a good time to let you know that you can DM us on Instagram at San Jose Podcast, tweet us at San Jose Pod, or email us sanhonse at gmail.com. Whoop whoop. And we know there's a bunch of doctors out there at San Jose repping. <laughs> Next, we have uh, from June of 1965 the 23 year old Robert Corona, that's spelled C A R O N A who was a dishwasher at the Brookdale Lodge, who shot and killed David Roddenborn 
and also Elizabeth Roddenborn, who was his daughter, as she ran away from him after seeing her father's dead body. She survived, but Robert Carona was described as a schizophrenic, and uh, he shot them because apparently he was having a dispute with someone else earlier, and I'm not sure. This article was kind of confusing, um, the way it was written, but apparently that is something that happened. And then moving forward to April 1971, we have Earl Thompson, or Thomason, who was 78 years old and who was found dead near a creek about a mile behind the Brookdale Lodge. Apparently, he had wandered away and he was found by his son uh, and some other people who began to search for him, but uh, at the time of this article, the coroner hadn't determined a cause of death. The last two are a little more recent, so... Well, this one not so much, but in May 1974, the Brookdale Lodge manager at that time, who was John Madeira, 53 years old, he dropped dead in the parking lot after suffering a coronary attack. There were three people that had been racing uh, their vehicle in the parking lot, and then, um, and then his wife, Ruth, asked them to stop. They mooned her, and then he went out to ask them to leave, and then after they left, he just kind of collapsed, and um, I guess they were implicated somehow in that, and they actually were charged with involuntary manslaughter. Oh my goodness. I wow. Again, we need a doctor to tell us if there's any possible connection, because I don't know how coronary attacks work. There's but. so many people that have suffered from, you know, something having to do with their heart, chest, cardiovascular system. Hey, heart disease is a major killer in the U.S., so... That is true. Uh, the last... One, the last death I was able to find comes from September 2009 when Robin John Carlson died following a skull fracture that he suffered at the inn after falling through an, an open, unmarked, and dimly lit construction hole on his way to the men's bathroom, causing the fatal injury. Especially considering how preventable that was. Dude, seriously. And isn't that like... That's literally something that happens in cartoons. Like, I don't... Did you see Soul? Uh, no. Oh my gosh, you would probably enjoy it. But that's like how he... Or his soul becomes a soul, cause, or like is lost. I don't know. <laughs> Again, that just wow. only happens in cartoons. I cannot believe... I wonder how many deaths there are like that. I'm, I'm sure it happens a lot more frequently in New York. Because there's always construction. Oh, yeah. Well, by far, though, the most famous legend associated with the Brookdale Lodge, we saved that one for last, and that is the legend of Sarah Logan, who is believed to be the niece of, J of Judge James Harvey Logan, who again built the Brookdale Lodge. However, historians have been unable to confirm that. Now, as the story goes, she apparently fell from the second-story balcony of the Brook Room, uh, if you're not sure what, like, I feel like, I would say maybe look up, if you're lo while listening to this podcast, I would say maybe look up what the Brook Room looks like, because it's a little confusing. Um, the in Like, the inside of this room is really cool. It's just really unusual. It's, like, a big open room, and there's literally, like, a little brook running through the middle of it. And then there's, like, 
a balcony inside of it. It's like, it's interesting. Just look it up so you, maybe you'll understand a little bit more clearly. But apparently, or head to our Instagram page because I will go ahead and add photos of the brick room on Friday's post. Yes. Apparently, Sarah Logan fell from the second story balcony of the brick room and hit her head in Clear Creek. After which, her health seriously deteriorated and she allegedly died on November 6, 1892, of diphtheria, which I looked it up and it is a type of serious bacterial infection. And although there is a vaccine for it, I don't think it existed at her time. Um, and also, that date of her death and cause of death, uh, I found in the book Haunted Santa Cruz by Marianne Porter. But. I wasn't able to find neither this date or cause of death anywhere else. So I'm not sure how or where Marianne Porter found it, which isn't to say that I'm not trying to imply she made it up. I just, I wasn't able to find either of those anywhere else, which I thought was interesting. Um, and also, I found this uh, website, it's really random, called packrat-pro.com. And it does talk about Brookdale Lodge's history a little bit, and it claims that Sarah Logan possibly died in 1917, but um, on it was like a timeline of different events in Brookdale Lodge's history. Next to 1917, it had a question mark next to it, and I feel like that might be a more plausible year, but um, hmm. some people actually cast doubt on this legend because... And this is a direct quote from, uh, again, MiamiGhostChronicles.com. There is no record of a Sarah Logan or anyone else drowning in the creek that runs through the Brook Room. Judge Logan's only daughter, Gladys, was alive and 17 years old when Judge Logan passed in 1928, and there are no other family members he had, he had who lived or died at the Brookdale. The only reference to a child named Sarah Logan is a newspaper obituary dated November of 1892 in Alameda, California, reporting on the death of a 10-year-old girl, the only child of John R. Logan, and Sarah Logan. However, this information does not appear connected to Judge Logan's family or the Brookdale area. And I also found on the website VintageArchaeologist.com, um, there's this theory that J.H. Logan's daughter Gladys is actually the spirit that people have misidentified as Sarah Logan and she was the one that actually died in the lodge in 1923 when she was only 12 years old and I feel like that's a little bit maybe more plausible but I don't know how the two got confused hmm yeah that is kind of weird <laughs> something doesn't add up in addition to all of that which again I know that was a lot to unpack seriously <laughs> this, but like I mean there's still more so yeah, I hope they, you stay buckled in because this episode is wild. When they say rich history, they mean rich history. Seriously. There were also three fires at the Brookdale Lodge in the past, like, 100 years. So the first one was in 1956. And in this one, over 100 firefighters fought the fire that destroyed the dining room and a 12-room house that stood next to it. The damage was estimated at about $200,000, which converted to today's dollars is about just short of two million and the website theclawonline.org implied that the mob may have actually had something to do with it so possibly arson interesting the second fire happened in the main hotel area and uh, it also burned through four apartment buildings just behind the lodge in 2005 and the last one was in 2009 
Over 100 firefighters from six different fire departments helped fight the blaze. Some firefighters suffered minor injuries, but thankfully no deaths occurred and no guests at the lodge were hurt. Also, according to Ghost Adventures, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, so stay tuned. But according to Ghost Adventures, the TV show, the local fire department is not sure what caused the last fire, but I did find some speculation on an article from the Santa Cruz Sentinel that it may have been an electrical fire. So that's just like a running... There's a recurring theme of fire, electricity, and water. I don't know what that means, but I like this elemental thing we got going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah. The and electrician caused the last one haunting the place. That's what I just think is weird. Like, what these recurring themes? I don't know. But. Also, heart disease. <laughs> heart dis- Hey, heart disease is a real killer. Please take care of yourselves. Anyway, let's get into the personal account. Okay, so we got a short one from Facebook. Um, Beth Thaxton recommended the Brookdale Lodge and wrote, Great historic stop with a full bar and a killer taco truck. And that was the most haunted thing that I found on the Brookdale Lodge page on Facebook. So moving forward to Yelp, um, we've got Allison W. rating the Brookdale Lodge at a four out of five star, four out of five stars reporting, It is haunted. I believe it's rumored that a girl fell into the river in the, in the banquet room and died. And another rumor is that a woman scorned by her husband slash boyfriend slash lover hung herself in a room. And that specific room is haunted. Corina S. rated this site at a 4 out of 5 stars. If you're coming to experience a haunting, then stay the night in one of the rooms. The room was quaint and rustic. Our experience that night was interesting. We both went to bed and settled in for the night without anything happening, and it was a bit disappointing. However, things took a turn for the otherworldly after we fell asleep. I was awakened by a chilled hand on my shoulder. My husband was still asleep in the bed next to me, and we were alone, still in our room. This was no dream I was having. We had the heater to the room set for a comfortable, 67 degrees so that it was not the air that chilled my shoulder. Besides, I felt the pressure of someone's ice-cold hand on my flesh. My husband was Whoa. also... I know, right? She continues further and says, My husband was also awoken by something touching him. He looked over on my side to see me sound asleep still. He couldn't fall back to sleep, so he got up and sat in the chair and began watching the TV on a low volume. I woke up again, so I got up to use the restroom. I noticed him asleep in the chair, clutching the remote in his hand, yet when he woke up, he said the remote was on the nightstand next to me. He asked me in the morning if I had taken it from him when I got up, and I had not. So... The, Spooky. The, I know! <laughs> it's so scary. Whoa. Um... Just just leave. Check out. No, I'm just kidding. Michelle M. gave a 2 out of 5 star rating and wrote, Herbert Hoover apparently fished off the dining room bridge and Rita Hayworth and Marilyn Monroe enjoyed stays here in the 1940s, the lodge's heyday. 
And then there are rumors of haunti- hauntings by the niece of a former lodge owner. She drowned in the dining room creek in the early 1900s. And still today, guests report hearing muffled cries of, but I don't like peas and carrots and I won't eat them throughout the grounds. Whoa. So that's Sarah, apparently. Yes, allegedly. Um, and then I did some investigative research for the first time in my life, no, and called them up. Um, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell me, okay. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, this is a cool thing we could do. <laughs> so um, their uh, front desk person told me about a book they sell in the on-site store um, and has like the whole history and a few scary stories about the lodge, but... First of all, I'm not in California, and second, I wanted first ha- first-hand accounts. Um, also, as you said, they have um, they have weekly like where they have uh, what's it called music at in the af- in the evenings, mm-hmm. or they have a live band play in the evenings. So I guess that was just starting up when I had called the first time, and they asked me to call back at a, at a different time. So I called it again, uh, different day and time and spoke to somebody else and they told me that nothing creepy has happened to them and but they just weren't sure about their co-workers either um but they also told me that it's reported that room 223 is the most haunted room and has the most paranormal activity so uh they went further and uh, told me that guests leave during their stay because it's so haunted uh, housekeeping has reported weird happenings and refused to clean that room. And apparently, when they were cleaning in that room, they felt like they were being pushed around, which I found super creepy. That's also, um, like, that's also something we're going to see a little bit more of if you keep listening. Um, because being pushed around seems to be a recurring theme, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I also got two reports. So one I found, again, in the books Haunted Santa Cruz, California by Marianne Porter. The author claims to have seen Sarah herself in her book. She claims she saw the a 10-ish year old girl with French braids and a beige dress. The girl ran away suddenly, so she followed her, but then disappeared. And then she heard the staff apparently say, like, oh, she saw Sarah, like, talking about the, the author. Oh my gosh, you um, know it's bad when the <laughs> when the staff is like in the background, like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And then we also got a DM from Christopher Garcia who said, Oh, and during the fires last year, they got close to the lodge, and one of the Cal Fire guys who was at the lodge where they were stationed saw a smoke form pop up in the parking lot in the shape of a man who walked towards the direction of the burn took a few steps, and then vanished. There was chatter on it over the channel when he said, I just saw someone disappear, but I don't think that they were real. And uh, he said, I actually heard that when I was listening to see if our house is okay. Oh my god. That actually gave me goosebumps. That's so creepy. Y'all know know we love it when you send us your personal stories. So... Christopher oh, Garcia, yeah. are you okay? Because <laughs> that seems like a traumatizing experience. Oh, man. 
Well, Carmen? It's your part next. On to a more lighthearted note then, I guess. (laughs) Ooh, pop culture this week was pretty cool. Um, I had, okay, again, I have never heard of the Brookdale Lodge, um, honestly, before this episode. So um, I had no idea. And I love learning about how, um, like, how lit, like, San Jose and the Santa Cruz area, like, how lit these areas were for, like, celebrities as, like, you know, let's just drive up the coast or let's go back up north to, like, the cool cities, you know, um, Mm. in early Hollywood because nobody wants to be in L.A. Everybody wants to be in NorCal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, like I was saying, um, there are so many um, really famous uh, celebrities that would come to the Brookdale Lodge in the 40s. So we've got Mae West, who was identified on on her Wikipedia page that she was known as a sex symbol and known for her sexual independence and body double entendres. And I, I even looked at a few of her, like, her best scenes or best clips. And you know what? She's just funny. And that's another thing, too, is, like, in this era, you know, people really appreciated a funny, um, like, a comedian. So that's who she was. But, again, like, all she is known for primarily on her Wikipedia page is just that she was a sex symbol. So there you have it. Um, up next, we got Marilyn Monroe, as stated earlier. Uh, I guess she would come every so often and enjoy the stays. Joan Crawford, who is a famous TV star. Rita Hayworth, a famous actress, dancer, and producer in the 1940s. Tyrone Power. So he was famous because he was known as Zorro in The Mark of Zorro in the 30s and 40s. Heidi Lamar, actress and inventor. So... I found this very interesting, and I guess Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot is going to be playing her in an upcoming film and/or documentary. Um, so, let's focus on the inventor part. Um, I guess she had invented frequency hopping, which is basically how n- nowadays we have Wi-Fi, GPS, and Bluetooth. So awesome and also by the time that the pa- the patent expired um was when these uh more of these frequency hopping um inventions were coming about so next we've got james dean and get this uh, he's described as cultural icon of teenage disillusionment and social estrangement and I just felt like that resonates with me. Um, He was in Rebel Without a Cause. Um, Oh, and did you know this, Manny, that his, that he was, okay, so he was in a fatal car accident and that's how he died? No, I had no idea. So apparently the car that he was in at the time of the crash was actually sold off again and, um, restored and now anybody who buys the car um dies within the year of purchasing it oh that's really creepy 
That's really creepy. Yeah, so there's something to do with uh, James Dean's car. Um, it's called um, Little Bastard. So I just wanted to tie that into this uh, spooky podcast. There's also another person, W.C. Fields, who was a comedian, actor, and juggler who hated kids and dogs. So something's wrong with that guy. Um, Humphrey Bogart, he's in Casablanca and Sabrina, and President Herbert Hoover, who was the 31st president uh, from 1929 to 1933. And they have all stayed at the Brookdale Lodge, according to the Santa Cruz Waves. Shirley Temple, uh, known for her roles in Curly Top, Poor Little Rich Girl, Heidi, Bright Eyes, um, you know, maybe all of her child, uh, childhood movies, also The Drink, um, had a home in Brookdale Lodge on Clear Creek Road. And then also, also uh, Johnny Weissmuller, who was a competitive swimmer, Olympian, and the actor known for his role as Tarzan. Um, so... Johnny Weissmuller and Shirley Temple had homes nearby and, dis- uh, and visited the Brookdale Lodge quite often. Marilyn Monroe actually stayed so often, she even had her own suite called the Marilyn Monroe Suite, um, named after her. Um, that's in Aubrey Graves' book, uh, by the way. According to also prop- the current proprietor of the Brookdale Lodge, Previn Patel, um, he said, President Hoover used to fish off of our bridge, I believe, in the 1920s. So as Carmen mentioned earlier, kind of cool that we had a president stay uh, actually at this hotel. And also the Brook Room has been written about in magazines like Ripley's Believe It or Not and Strange As It Seems. And the lodge has even appeared in some shows, Unexplained Mysteries and Sightings. And then I got that from the book, um, the Haunted Brookdale Lodge by Aubrey Graves. And according to the same book, there are even songs written about the lodge, such as Beautiful Brookdale by the Ink Spots in 1962, Brookdale Lodge by Gladys Adele Johnson, and then the songs, which um, I couldn't find artists for, but called A Place Known as Brookdale and My Brookdale Hideaway. Lastly, um... The Travel Channel's show Ghost Adventures and also the (laughs) show Ghost Bait have both investigated the lodge in 2012 because they wanted to see, you know, what it was all about. And I just want to remind you all, if you've forgotten, that Nick Groff of Ghost Adventures is actually from San Jose. So, (laughs) woot woot. So I watched their episode, which, by the way, you can watch the Brookdale episode for free on the Travel Channel website without having to make an account or anything i literally just looked it up and it came up oh, so awesome. if you want Wait. to see this episode which one ghost adventures mm-hmm. or ghost bait the ghost adventures episode for <gasps> this, this uh, place dude i was gonna watch it but it said that it was only on uh hulu premium oh that's weird i don't know i just looked up ghost adventures brookdale lodge and it came up for free so <laughs> <laughs> okay dude i love me a good zach baggins episode okay <laughs> Well, I'll summarize what they found for you and our listeners. So, according to Ghost Adventures, some people believe that the lodge actually might be sitting on a native burial ground, but I wasn't able to find anything else to corroborate this. Mm. Um, and they also mentioned that they there is a theory that flowing water, like the brook in the brook room, can create an, electromagnet, an electromagnetic field that spirits can tap into uh, in order to, you know, 
appear in our world. But uh, I looked into the science of this, and it seems like this might not be true. But I need like a physicist or something to explain this to me, like I'm five. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> in this episode, they also interview a former worker named Denise, who at one point thought she heard someone in the bathroom stall next to her, and then she kind of looked under the stall and she didn't see any shoes, so she got confused. And then. As she's leaving the bathroom, I believe, she actually was pushed really hard in 2010. Um, she was pushed so hard, in fact, that when her nose hit the floor, it basically caved into her face. And she even had a, bru a hand-shaped bruise on her back after this. Jeez. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. And that's why I mentioned like there seems to be a history of people being pushed here. Um, and then uh, apparently another worker who saw her fall actually said that they saw a dark figure over her body when she was down on the ground. Wow. Yeah. They also interviewed someone named Keenan Zack, who uh, I, I'm going to guesstimate to be around like 13, 14 at the time of this interview. Um, this was in 2012, by the way. Okay. Uh, they, yeah, so when Keenan Zack was younger than he was during this interview, he visited the lodge with his family, and he was pushed also on the stairs outside, where he was badly hurt. Because um, I, I guess he like put out—I don't know—somehow he he hurt his hand in that fall, and they actually um, asked like, "Is do you still like coming here? Like, do you you know what do you how do you feel?" And he said, "In particular, there's certain rooms he doesn't like because he'll wake up and then like the chair in the room will have a mysterious burned hole in it, like." is just burned through and then he'll he said that sometimes he'll randomly smell vomit um which could just be real vomit i don't i don't know for all we know it's just really not taken care of but um i'm just casting doubt i don't know i'm not saying it's a dirty hotel or anything i'm just like who knows what that smell is um and as for the team's own experiences they said they felt chills they would hear unexplained noises and voices they heard laughing on their special mics that pick up um, you know, different frequencies that we can't necessarily hear with our own ears. They even saw strange human-like shapes in their thermal cameras. Hmm. So, kind of spoopy. <laughs> Very spoopy. Okay, well... And lastly... Oh, go ahead. Are we moving on to related facts? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> So this first fact, it's just, I, I got really excited about this for some random reason. Interesting. Okay. Let's I just thought it. it was interesting. J Judge James Harvey Logan, who again built the Brookdale Lodge, was a gardener and apparently an amateur botanist. And he's actually credited with the creation of the Loganberry, which is a cross between a raspberry and a blackberry. <gasps> Ooh, that sounds really good. I've never heard of it, though. Um, well, maybe it's I don't know just... where you could buy it. Well, I know, I've, I've never either, but, I mean, it's probably just something that you can go to the Brookdale Lodge and they have, like, little, little plants or something. Are you looking it up? Yes. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, I've heard of Lingonberry, but not Loganberry. <gasps> Wait! Oh my goodness! Yes! Okay, um, there is... Remember, did you ever go with me and my dad up Highway 1? 
Not that I can remember. Okay, so there is a um, little stop on the side of the road when you're going driving up or down Highway 1 from, like, if you're driving down from San Francisco, you'll definitely pass it on your left. And um, basically, it's a, it's a little place where you can go and pick your own strawberries. And also, they have a strawberry shortcake shop where you can go and buy like the best strawberry shortcake and they also have like very so many different types of jam that you can buy and i think one of them is loganberry if i'm not oh, mistaken okay i did hear about jam loganberry jam Oh, Lalaberry too. Yeah. Okay. So that's another one that they have that they sell there. It's a, a Lalaberry. Oh, you know what's funny? I'm looking it up because I had I had heard of Loganberry Jam while I was looking into this, uh-huh. and um, there's a brand called Crofters Premium Spread, and you can buy this at Costco. And I only know this because my mom bought some of their jam. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they sell. It's called Logan's Berry, but it's not Logan Berry. It's blackberry and pomegranate jam. Okay. But you can buy Logan Berry jam from different brands. I'm looking it up and it seems like it's more common than you think, but the berry itself might be hard to find. Interesting. This is so random. Also, I just yeah. looked it up. I looked up Loganberry to see what would come up, and it, there, okay, so there is, or at least was, a place called Loganberry Bakery in Scotts Valley, um, and I don't know, I'm looking it up on Yelp, and it says the Yelpers report this location is closed, and also their website doesn't work, so maybe it doesn't exist anymore, sadly, but it looks really good. They have really good looking stuff. Yeah, it even says on Wikipedia, accident of Berry breeding by James Harvey Logan. <laughs> there was even an article from uh, UC Santa Cruz about it. I found basically reporting when he came up with the Logan Berry. But uh, look it up yourselves and maybe buy some jam if you're really curious. <laughs> but moving on. Um, in May of 1947, the coroner that worked in this area where the Brookdale Lodges confirmed he had to attend 92 violent or unusual deaths in the span of just five months. And this was so out of the norm that it made the papers. It's just wild to think about that. Yes. Kind of makes you wonder what's really going on at the Brookdale Lodge. Oh my gosh. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the Brookdale Lodge in its heyday, if we haven't already mentioned, it was the second most popular possibly the most popular lodge in all of california and as we mentioned already the number of celebrities and powerful people that visited it really speak to this so uh, it was a big deal back in the 20th century also after the 1956 fire reconstruction was quickly begun on the lodge and part of the interior lighting of the rebuilt buildings included parts taken from the streets of san francisco i think they were donated by the city so don't think that people just took them um yeah from the streets of san francisco the baghdad ballroom in oakland and the saint paul methodist church in san jose now this church i looked up because i was confused there is one currently on 10th street 
but I don't think that one existed back then. So I think what they're referring to is one that may have possibly existed before, like during these times on Second and San Carlos, but that that's not there anymore. Um, I don't know if they moved and they got a new building or what, but that that's just what it's called. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. This next one is just random. I, I just wanted to include it. But if you look at the lodge, if you go to it on Google Street View, there is this like drawing or cutout of a person in a red shirt against the outside wall of the lodge facing the street. The face of this cutout is blurred in Google View, even though it's not of like an actual living, you know, yeah. skin, skin <laughs> okay, and bone you know, person. That's a mural of James Dean. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, so if you're not familiar with this lodge, like, uh, this aspect of the lodge as well, um, I don't know if it's still like this, um, but, okay, so two things, actually. On the inside, they have a lot of murals. So a good majority of the walls are painted of murals of celebrities, like the Rat Pack. Apparently, they used to go and hang out at this spot as well. Um... I mean, if Marilyn Monroe was there, I'm sure everybody who's anybody want to be there. But anyway, yeah, in the front, they have a big, huge mural of James Dean. So this is where my second tidbit comes in. They did, you know, remember that painting of Jesus that got um, redone? Yeah, so that happened a long time ago. But anyway, um, and it turned into a huge meme on Reddit. But anyway, I guess they did the same thing to James Dean. So they messed I up see. his face uh, when they were doing the restoration a bit ago, or the remodel or something. Um, so then I think they had to change it back, or they painted over it. But I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. All I well, all I God. read was that they messed up his face, and I don't know what, how they went forward. Thank God you know what it was, because I was so confused. Okay, mind you, when I first looked it up, so I looked it up on Street View because I was just curious, right? Like, what it looks <laughs> like from the outside. And what I first click on is the link I sent you, Carmen, where you can see, like, just the angle that it's at makes it look almost like a real person just standing kind of creepily behind the, the like, street sign of the Brookdale Lodge. And I was just like, this is so creepy. Like, they're just kind of peeking over behind the, the sign staring at the, <laughs> like, the Google car. Okay, I get and, it. Okay, yeah, you understand why. I thought they were just kind of, like, staring, and then I, like, you know, I just go over a couple steps in Street View, and then I'm like, oh, it's a cutout thing against the wall. Okay, um, I see that. Um, I see how you got there, but because the angle, when you looked it up, must have been perfect. Yeah, and also that. the fact that they blurred out the face, I was like, oh, it's a real person. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Did that how much did that freak you out? I mean, compared to everything else, not that much, but I was just like, why is this person just standing there? Like you know what I mean? Like it's not even like a walking type of street. Like this is straight up the highway technically. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully we can see that this summer. I would love to go to the Brookdale Lodge. Oh, me too. I want to eat there if we can. My last related fact um, is that, so as you can imagine, the lodge has passed through many hands in over all the different years in its history. 
and the previous owner, before the current one, was arrested for shady business practices and fraud. Mob. Mob stuff. <laughs> I don't know about that. Cannot confirm that. May or but... may not be the mob. Okay. <laughs> you can say that about <laughs> anything, Carmen. Probably the mob. <laughs> Stop. But it is currently owned by, as we have mentioned before, Previn Patel, who purchased it in 2014 and predicted to spend about $3 million on it on renovations. Wow. The lodge reopened in 2018, fully renovated, and then it had, you know, of course, um, some lapse because of COVID. That's to be expected, but it is back open. You can book a room. You can eat there, I believe. You could definitely get some drinks and check out some live music. Yes, let's do it. But that's it for the Brookdale Lodge. Woo. That was exciting. I had I fun know. researching this one. <laughs> I know. It was really interesting. And honestly, that's I think that's why I wanted to call because I was like so intrigued. Like I want to hear firsthand what these people have to say about um, about it. Are you ready to play some Dead by Daylight tonight? Oh boy. My controller's warmed up and ready to go. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to charge my other one. Okay, well, um, talk to you next week. Stay spooky, San Jose.